I don't really know what to say. I don't know where to start. Five so, minutes, biggest battle of our professional lives. All comes down to today. Yeah, continue. Now, either we heal as a team. <laughs> that's not Al Pacino. That's Alex Stanley. <laughs> what is up? We are back. It's been too long. It's been one week since you looked at me. Yeah. I'm full of quotes. Was that the bare naked ladies? Was it the bare naked ladies? I think it was. It's been one week since you looked at me. I can hand the signs out. So, wait, well, did he say sorry or was she sorry? Never. Are never sorry. No, never. We know she wasn't sorry. <laughs> Ain't no way she was sorry. Guys, it's been way too long. We are excited to be back in the studio, the foul language studio, that is. Hope you hadn't forgot about us. You know, I'd like to start off by saying this. Um, we once again want to express our gratitude to all of our listeners, all you guys that and gals that are out there listening to us all the time that have kept up with us, that have uh, stuck with us through our slight hiatus, uh, you know, working full-time jobs and trying to just get famous on the internet. It's a, it's a full-time job in itself. You know that. Oh, yeah. Raising kids. Yeah. Cultivating relationships. Right. Managing right. expectations. Showering, oh, showering. That's yeah. hard. That's enough. hard enough. Yeah, exactly. You get the swamp ass. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You ever get where your balls stick to the inside of your legs? <laughs> yeah, they call that a fruit basket. That's fruit basket. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it will. <laughs> a fruit basket and a swamp ass. That's like. Uh, a, do those cancel each other out? A swamp basket. A swamp basket. <laughs> I mean, have you watched uh, the Tim Robinson show on Netflix yet? No, I haven't. he's a comedian. He's pretty funny. It's it's not the best thing, but yeah. Have you noticed comedy? Comedy is kind of back on the rise again. Yeah. But we're going through a phase where there's like, I don't know, a handful of comedians that are top of the line right now. You got Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, Burt Kreischer, uh, Andrew Santino, guys like that. But then it's like you you got the guys. Comedy died for a little while. It did. Don't well, so? I mean, political correctness and wokeism right. has killed, killed comedy. And if you're a comedy it's fan, tried to kill comedy. Right, but it's coming back. And I think it, and it's weird because it's coming with this newer generation. Yeah. You know, people like, I don't know if you've heard of Trevor Wallace or Matt Reif. He's, he's the real handsome dude. He just basically fucks with the crowd the whole time. Yeah. Pe people are obsessed with those guys right now. But, you know, it, it's kind of nice to see that comedy is, you know, kind of coming back. People like Chappelle, like, I don't know, it seems his, his comedy now is as popular as it's ever been. And it's a weird would you, time. Would that. you agree that? Comedy is like the epitome of what a free society allows. Oh, absolutely. Like, if you're free as a country, then people can make fun of each other. You can make fun of the government. You can make fun of people you don't like. You can make fun of people you like. Right. If you're free, you can do those things. And I think it makes comedy makes everything better. Because you should be, we should all be able to laugh at ourselves, right? Like, me and Sarah was, we went and ate at a pizza place here just tonight. And me and Sarah was getting in the car, and she kissed me, and somebody went behind there like, that's fucking disgusting. 
I'm at a point in my life where if that happens to me, I'm turning around. And I'm like, hey, fuck you. you know, like, yeah, yeah. What's going on? You're, you're the happy Gilmore face. Yeah, right? exactly. The, the Bill Burr face. Yeah. You see, Bill Burr stuck in that phase yeah. of his life. He's the only dude I know that like, took mushrooms and he's like, hey, come out angry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love him, though. He's fantastic. But this is not directly a comedy show. This is what we like to call The Foul Language Presents. Foul Language brings to you whatever you want to call it. This is the podcast poll. This is the show where we talk about everything but sports, even though the Western Conference Finals is going on right now. Well, we, we to go with what you're saying, We've all kind of been, life's kind of been crazy, which it has been for everybody, but all of us, especially, I mean, Gage isn't here, Matthew isn't here. This is actually the first show me and you've ever yeah. done just us. I'm excited for it. Though. Yeah, I'm really excited. Am. Not that I don't love those guys. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can't have them. You know, gorgeous. They're go- oh, yeah. they're Adonis. Yeah. I mean, they're Absolutely. both Adonis's. Yeah. But, you know, what I was saying was like, we didn't feel good about not being able to get to our people because we do as small as we are we do have people that listen we do to us. and i've i've actually had several people ask like where's the podcast i have too you know, so I, too. I mean give the people what they want exactly. you know exactly. that's, that's, what, that's what i'm saying so we, we want to do this between you and yeah. maybe we could get the get the gang back together matthew's getting married gauges yeah it is yeah. off being tall somewhere yeah so. tall and <laughs> tattooed yeah. and probably injured Probably. <laughs> we love you guys. You, you do get into I told him in the group chat earlier, I was like, oh, we have to have a small 15-second moment of silence because this is the first episode that Gage has missed. We're doing 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Ready, go. We love you, Gabe. We're, 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 we're upset that you're not here. We both rubbed one out in that time period. We actually rubbed each other out. <laughs> not really. Maybe. You'll never know because we don't have cameras yet. We should get cameras. We should get cameras. Do you really want people to see in here? I like it. I like it in here. But that brings up, you know, a topic we can talk about. With, you know, purchased our house. We've been working on it. The, stu- the new studio will be kind of, it feels like we've been saying this forever, but, you know, we got a lot going on, going to Vegas with Matthew uh, for his bachelor party. That's going to be wild. Yeah, I was talking to him about the wedding the other day. I mean, he's, he's excited. Him and Carol are going to be happy to get Yeah, she I think. I couldn't say her name on here, too. Uh, she was on here. Would she be okay with She it? She was on here. One, she one listened episode, to it. I think. She's good people. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh. Her and Matthew will know what this means. She is our fancy, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> we were, uh, we, we, uh, fancy. exactly. What I was talking about was the studio. We got a lot to think about with that. You know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of things we can do and it's going to get better once we get there. Cause we're kind of working with a limited space here, yeah. you know, so we can only do so much and it's a mess. It, yeah. it stays a mess because we got so much shit, yeah. you know, so it's just hard to keep up with everything, but you it feels good. Don't forget where you come from. Bro. Exactly, the big red bill, yeah. big Don's garage, big Don's garage, right, right here in the heart. I feel like we should do. I've been researching like making putting greens. 
Yes. But like one that you could put inside, like that, it would be difficult. I would suck at it, but you can make these, This it's it looks like a, I don't know, like a, a track. It's probably like, maybe like four foot wide and you put your stuff down, but you can make these little pockets like a pool. It reminds you of like a pool table yeah. where if the ball goes off, it won't like roll off or where it'll go and like stop on the sides. Yeah. And that'll teach you to like really keep, you know, Straight, straight. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can line it up, you know, on each side, but then you know, hit it at an angle or whatever. But I, I feel like something like that would be really easy to make. Yeah, and, I agree. You know, I've seen this one thing. You know, those little foam practice balls you can get at Walmart. You can get a box of like, you know, what are those? Twelve about? of them. They're just for if you want to actually practice drive. They don't have any distance on them. Yeah, you can drive them just making contact with the ball. right. Exactly. Seen this. So you take those foam practice balls, you put Velcro on them, right? And then you make basically cornhole boards that the Velcro sticks to. And oh, so you, you chip on and it sticks. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's a fun game. Be be a good game. Um, you know, maybe we should, here's what we should do. We should do like the, the TikTok people do, and I'm assuming they do this on like OnlyFans and stuff. Like, Put our Amazon wish list out there. Yeah. So we absolutely. can just be a whore. Yeah. And then like I saw uh, pictures of my feet. Yeah. I saw yeah. pictures of my yeah. balls. Paint your toes and look red. Yeah. We'll put our Amazon wish list. Maybe somebody will get us a golf simulator. That would be cool. Yeah. That oh my God. <laughs> or even just one of those uh flight path treasures. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know those things are like three grand. Yeah. So if anybody's listening, we're not whores, we're whores. I'll be a whore. I'll be a whore. I'd whore myself. There's, I would whore myself for less is the bad thing. Yeah. I'd whore myself for a Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah. And then whore myself in the Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> Make that Krispy Kreme donut a whore. That's right. No, it does feel good to be back in the studio, don't you think? It feels very good. I missed it. I missed, uh, missed you. I missed Gage and Matthew. I missed the vibe. Yeah. It feels good in here. It does. It feels it feels right. Right. It feels right. Well, in the inaugural episode of Podcast Pulp, me and Matthew done our favorite single movie scene of all time from the one and only Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino. Um, so with this being your first Pulp episode, um, we have set a little thing up. Hope you all are sitcom fans. We've been talking about comedy a little bit already. This is Seinfeld by Alex Stanley. Let me tell you something here, funny boy. You know that little stamp, the one that says New York Public Library? Well, that may might mean a lot to you, but that means a lot to me. One whole hell of a lot. Sir, sure, go ahead, laugh. Laugh if you want. I've seen your type before. Flashy, making the scene, fun convention. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Well, it's this guy making such a big stink about an old library book. Well, let me give you a hint, Junior. Maybe we can live without libraries. People like you and me. Maybe. Sure, we're too old to change the world. But what about that kid, that little kid sitting down opening the book right now in the branch of the local public library and finding drawings of pee-pees and wee-wees on the cat in the hat and the five Chinese brothers? Doesn't he deserve better? Look, if you think this is about overdue fines and missing books, you better think again. This is about that kid's right to read a book without getting his mind warped. So maybe, maybe that gets you off, Stanley. Maybe that's what you like. Maybe that's how you get your kicks. But I'll tell you this right now, you and your joy, good time buddies, 
Party time is over. This episode is brought to you by Shank at Golf. Do you ever see a fellow competitor on the course that completely sucks, but they're always surrounded by beautiful women out there? Well, more than likely, they went to shankatgolf.com for their apparel needs. These guys offer extremely high-quality clothing, hats, beanies, bags, anything that will keep you looking sexy out on the course. Use code FOUL44 at checkout and receive 15% off your total order. Keep my eye on you out there and get to shankatgolf.com today. That was beautiful. It was absolutely If you don't beautiful. get that reference, we can't be friends. Yeah. Don't even tell don't even tell. Me. Yeah, no. Did you Just, tell? Them? Did you? Always- I, I mentioned if they were less. If they were lesser. If not, you know. I tell you what, if you come to me and tell me what that is, I'll give you a million dollars. <laughs> Easy. Now <laughs> <laughs> language would give you a million dollars. We're only worth three dollars and sixty cents right now. Okay. <laughs> oh Lord. But, hey, how you been? You know, I've been all right. Life's been weird. Man, I, I don't know. It's you think the the who were right on or no? Who were people were strange? Oh, uh, that was uh, the doors. That was, the that doors. was Jim Morrison. Yeah, yeah. Well, the lizard. If, if anybody knew, yeah, knew. Jim Morrison did some stuff for sure. We're gonna get around to music in a little while, anyways. So I'm excited to talk about that. But I've been good. Um, I don't know. Life life's just been weird. Everyday life right now, and I know everybody that's listening to this. We'll probably agree. It's just life's hard right now, and I think it's for everybody. You know, it's a. I've thought about this. You know, like having kids and stuff. You, you think about the world more when you have kids, and and like I've told this to you before. Like for me, I was born in 1990. The world changed in 2001, and everything went on a different trajectory. Right, and it's changed since then, and it's changed again since COVID. I agree. Everything is weirder now than it was before. Yeah, and people are more mi- like mistrustful of each other, and everybody's kind of snarky and on edge. And yeah. you know, it's a. I feel sorry for the kids. Like I think about the '90s a lot. I know you were born in '96, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you got to experience the last bit of it, but. I miss the 90s. I miss how fresh it felt. Like, right. you know, like everything was just a big bra strap waiting to be flung over. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, life was a party. Yeah, it yeah. was. And, and, and me and Ashley have talked about this before because, you know, she she was almost a 2000s baby. Oh, God. She, she was 99. 99? 99. And, you know, what's crazy is, you know, I was five years old, just had turned five when you know 9-11 september 11th happened um so basically from that point on you look at when you turn five years old that's when things kind of start to develop a little bit right right you're learning about the world right you're finally starting to learn about things you're understanding you realize there's more than just your mom and dad right exactly so you look at that basically my whole life all the important years have been post 9-11 and look at what just my generation, and not, not including yours, because, you know, you had six years before me that, you know, that was what created, that's what you remember, too. Yeah. So look at what my life has been. Not that my life is bad, because it's not, but you, you had September 11th, then you had uh, the the Boston Marathon bombing, then you had... Oh, all the uptick in the school shootings. School shootings, right. Just uh, violence in general. Right, it's... it's 
and, and I don't understand it. It's it's been one of those things, and I think it's kind of why I have. And I didn't used to be this way. You know, you remember me as a kid. I was very outgoing, didn't know an uh, a enemy or a stranger. But now it's like the older I get, the less I have faith in humanity. Me and Gage were talking the other day about, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember what brought the conversation up, but we were talking about basically how the world was going to end. And I know I know what brought it up because we were talking about health. That there's been a lot of people in our family recently that have has, has had bad health, died, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you could transfer your consciousness into an AI or whatever computer, would you want to do it? And that's what brought this conversation up. And it's like, well, the sun will blow out and we're turning red giant in like five billion years. We're not going to be there for it. But, you know, but it's like humans aren't even going to make it to see that. Right. We're so destructive. And I don't want to sound pessimist because I, as I've gotten older, especially in my 30s, I do try to see a little bit better. See things. It's hard hard to see but when you have kids you got to try to see the silver lining because they're going to be here and i'm not one day right but you know it's it's humans are destructive and they they just have a tendency of making everything worse and if if we're just not meant to survive this thing and become a species that is multi-planeted or, you know, can travel interdimensionally, if that's just not the case, then that's just not the case. I'm not so sure that that would be a good thing for humans to have another planet to destroy or, right. you know, right. I, I'm saying, I don't, I don't buy into the whole thing. Like these things are, we're code red now. Yeah, things are bad, but they're going to get worse unless oh, yeah. we actually make an effort to change. Yeah, and you know, you look at it, and that's that's exactly what it would be. Is it's never enough for any, as a society, as humans all around the earth, it's never enough. No, and it's it's always a, a competition for for wealth and power, right? That's that's what everybody. Yeah. And, you know, we got to, I don't want to get political here, but we're basically going to be next year having two men in their 80s run for president of this country. They're both, well, we know one is completely dead and one's basically dying. Right. Uh, And just the fact that that is the best, I'm going to sound like pro-USA, which I am. That's the best that the best country on this planet can come up with. Is fucking Joe Biden and Donald Trump. That's it. Boy, that's the best we got. We're fucked. We'll see. We're fucked. You know, you look at the younger generations are very progressive, right? That's obvious. Being progressive does not mean all this stupid bullshit. Oh, absolutely. 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 I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is when you want to change the future, you can't keep people in line that have been making the rules for 80 years now. How can an 80-year-old relate? Oh, I'd like to know what the average age of the person in this country is. Let's say it's 45. Let's just throw a middle number out there. How can an 80-year-old relate to the average wants and needs of a 45-year-old? They can't. They can't. They can't. And, I, I mean, I'm sorry. 
I don't give a shit if, if you're listening, you're a Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative. I don't give a fuck. I think you're all stupid. I agree. <laughs> so, I, agree. I mean, it's, I mean I'm just, it's a lot of people. Oh, I don't care. I, I mean, you know, if, if, for one thing, if you, if you dim down your entire existence and your personality is if you're, what your political affiliation is, I don't have much use for you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's the people right or left, not that it matters because just like you said, n- nobody knows the perfect uh, formula. Right. Nobody knows what to do. Everybody's just winging it. That's one thing that I've had to learn as I've gotten older. You know, I looked at my our parents when when I was little and I was like, God damn, these people got it going got on. Yeah. And I, I, as I get older, I'm like, well, they were just fucking winging it the whole time. That's what everybody does. That's what everybody does. Everybody. So you, you can't think that that one side, right or left. <laughs> going to have the answer. Has the answer, because nobody has the answer. Let me give you a bit of uh, philosophy here. Trust those who seek the truth, doubt those that say they found it. Exactly. Exactly. Wrong politics, we're not going to spend much time on this, because I don't want to do that. People want to escape from it, but if it is Joe Biden and Donald Trump, you going to vote? I didn't vote last last election. Who would you like to see run for president? Um, Honestly, Tucker Carlson. Tucker. That's who I'd vote for. Yeah. I'd vote for Tucker Carlson. Yeah. I'd vote for Tucker Carlson with his vice president being Dave Portnoy. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Not really. That would be terrible. No, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know because as, uh, you know, just my political views kind of put myself out there a little bit. I, I don't think anybody's right. I don't think anybody knows like I was just saying. Yeah. So how can I put my trust in somebody that knows that much more than me? Well, and that's that's a leap saying that these people know <laughs> anything. Right. But I mean, I look at it as economically, right? You got a bunch of people making economic policy that does not understand economics. Right. Just me thinking, why not put somebody who's in the in there to run the economy. I, I, I don't know. It would make too much sense. Now, I don't want to get into politics too much, but it is a real issue. You know, it, th- that is real well, life. I we mean, do this to escape from real want, life. If but, we want people to know who we are, then right. we got to tell them who we are. Right? I mean, I'm a self-identified libertarian. Right. And I would like to see Rand Paul run. That's who I would vote for. Yeah. Because he closely, basically it's like, your body, your life, your money. I'm going to leave you the fuck alone. The way it should be. And that's Small the way government. it should be. Small government. That's, that's what I like. Right. I don't care what you do. As long as it doesn't affect me. And if right? it doesn't affect me, go do whatever the hell exactly. you want to do. Exactly. Go shoot heroin if you want to shoot heroin. I'm not, I mean, not recommending it. I'm but... about that, right? I mean, like, it's a, it's a hard thing for me to, to be like, and I don't like drugs. I wouldn't want my kids doing drugs. Mm-hmm. Okay, but at the same time, if in a, well, let's get off the drugs. Let's make this funny. If two consenting adults over eighteen want to fight each other to the table, yeah, shouldn't they be allowed Absolutely. to do that? Why the hell not? I mean, let them do it. You know, like, do it. You know somebody's gonna die. Yeah, somebody. All right, I could beat this dude. Well, let's see it. Let's see it. And the cops should just be right there carrying the motherfuckers on yeah. like everybody else would be. 
Yeah, you know, it, it's it's just it's like I was saying, small government. I this big huge government that we have. You know, I don't believe in no government. I'm not an anarchist. I'm close. <laughs> I'm pretty close. I'm close. But you know, there there's no there's no use for uh, lifetime politicians. No. There's there's no use for a large government. The basically what this country was founded on is the complete opposite of large governments. Exactly. And and let me give you let me tell you something else. COVID prime example of how our priorities are all wrong in this country. Okay, because I'm going to tell you why. We shut the whole country down, whether I think there's enough information out there that we know that that was wrong to do that. Okay, but is safety, is being safe the number one priority in your life? And let me ask you that. Everybody wants to live and be happy and live a long life. But is there anything in life worth doing that doesn't involve risk? I mean, think about it. Think about your job, what you do. Every day you go out there, you take your life into your own hands. If you, if safety was your number one priority, and I'm not talking about your children's safety. I'm talking about your safety. If you weighed the pros and cons and the risks involved with any decision in your life, you would never leave your fucking house right. if, you were, if safety was your number one goal. I'm just saying, we all want to be healthy and we all want to be happy. But you have to take risks in life. And I'm sorry, this generation of kids wants to sit around on fucking TikTok and not just kids, the adults do. Right. People my age, they want to sit around at home looking at their phone on TikTok and watch other people live their life because there's no risk involved. Right. And right. that's sad. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. I think to debate you slightly, because I agree, um, I want. I, I think something that this generation, my generation, your generation, and younger, for some reason, I don't know who's taught them this, um, because you know as well as I do, our public school system done nothing to offer any real life experience. A am I right or am I wrong? I mean, you're exactly right. Because nobody taught me how to save money. Nobody taught me the value. Credit Nobody taught me about credit. Nobody taught me. They taught us how to taxes, write checks. How to fill your taxes. Exactly. Exactly. Because you were just. We were just talking the other day. If you if you make one wrong mark when you're filing your tax, you're fucked. You're fucked. You're and fucked. They know fucked. how much money you owe. Right. So. It's but like they just expect, yeah, number, they right? just expect you to know how to do it. Why are why are these things not taught? And that's I'm, I'm going around my elbow to get to my asshole here, right? What I'm trying to say is these younger generations, for some reason, and maybe it's because they want to be lazy, but they understand the value of being able to be self-made because of social media. But social media has that's the that is the good side of social media to me. The opportunities and businesses that even our parents' generation never would have thought is a pot. Uber, imagine explaining Uber to people in the 70s. Imagine but, explaining okay. Uber to people in the 90s. I, I agree. There has been some good things. But let me ask you this. If everybody is creating on the Internet, and that's what we're doing right now, right. but if everybody's creating on the Internet and benefiting nothing else to society except for what they're putting on 
the screen. How's any real well, thing going to get done? You're, you're exactly right. And that's why I think uh, this isn't real. This right. isn't this is isn't our life. Right. This is we like to do this. That's why we still have to work full-time jobs. The opportunity to make this a full-time job is what kind of attracted me to it, I guess, in a way. Like I, I love getting together with you guys. You know, I've said this for years. I love arguing about sports. That's one of my favorite things to do in the world with friends, with people I don't know. Uh, Brandon Browning, I don't know if you ever listened to this. Me and him just had a debate on Facebook like an hour ago about LeBron James, right? Over nothing. So it, it's my favorite thing to do. But this is not something that I can rely on, right? This is not something that's going to go out and put food on that table. And since I've became a married man, you know, one thing that I've realized is it's not just me anymore. I have more responsibility now than I've ever had in my entire life. And that, uh, that has to, that has to get you out of bed every single day, right? You have five people and three dogs that rely on two cats that rely on you every single day. If I fail, they fail. Exactly. And you know, I, we're the same. I, I don't handle failure. I do not handle failure well at all. But there's lessons to be learned from failing. You shouldn't be so scared of failing that you don't ever try. Right? Right. I mean, if if you're going to, that that was my whole point was if if you if you weigh the risks of every decision that you make and you're not going to do it because there are risks involved, you can get hurt physically, emotionally, whatever, you never do anything. Right. And I'm sorry, I have a very bad, a very bad mentality when it comes towards TikTok because I see TikTok especially as everything that's wrong with us. People making money hand over fist for benefiting nothing to society except for being a fucking piece of shit. TikTok's terrible. It's it's terrible and it's so addictive to people and it's so destructive in people's lives that it. I mean, we were just talking. I'm not for the government doing anything, but I, I, if they banned it tomorrow, I'd be applauded. Yep, I agree. I agree. It's just, you know, sometimes, and I I was very big on Twitter for a little while. Twitter's toxic. Man. Twitter's bad. And, you, you know, this is the part of social media that bothers me, okay? <clears throat> when I log in as as an almost 30-year-old man, when I log into Twitter and I see videos that are trending on TikTok of two people just beating each other senseless, shooting each other, stabbing each other. Is that on there, really? That's all. You can find a lot of stuff on Twitter. Really? A lot of stuff on Twitter. There's, it bothers me to think, what about, the 13, 14, 12-year-old kids that have TikTok that, or, or, or Twitter that log in and see some dude getting stabbed in the neck and dying. Well, that goes, well, I've had a problem with my, one of the twins wanting the cell phone. She's six. She'll be seven next month wanting the cell phone, dying to get a cell phone. And mm-hmm. The reason being is because there are 
people that she goes to school with or that is in other things that, that have them, okay? And I've had to sit down and tell her, like, you know, just because that's okay for them, that doesn't mean it's going to be okay for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm protecting you from stuff that you have no business seeing. There's a lot of, and I've had to tell my six-year-old this, there's a lot of bad things in the world that I'm protecting you from because you don't have this phone in your hand right? because you can't go look at it. Let me ask you a question. Me and Ashley talked about this. Whenever we do become parents, we've talked about this exact same situation. What's the right age to give a child a cell phone? And let me let me go a little farther. I don't have a clue. I don't have kids. Never have. Not that I know of. It's a question of because, you know, how children can be. It doesn't matter. Kids now, kids in the 70s, kids in the 1850s, right? You know, the kids don't get their way. They're very upset. Yeah, but there's worse now. Oh, way worse now. So my thought is, and this will probably change when I do have a child. My thought is, if not given my son or daughter a cell phone before the age of 12, 13, 14 years old makes me a bad parent, then I'll be a bad parent because I'm doing my job in protecting them from everything scum because everything everything's out there now nobody has any privacy Uh nobody has any privacy everything about you is out there okay so you can find anything it's so easy for people to get taken advantage of on Uh the internet that's why it worries me about our granny you know she's an elderly woman She's never had technology like this before. She's on Facebook. How easy would it be for somebody to take advantage of her? And how often is this happening? It happens all the time. So if that if that makes me a bad parent, that makes me a bad parent. Live with it. Uh, do you feel the same? I do. I feel like I've discussed it. Me and my wife have. But whenever they're in, in extracurricular activities and they are going to be staying after school, and things could change quickly and we would need to know like you need to come here and get me or like that's that's a legitimate reason for having a cell phone but other than that if they're not in that stuff they're not getting the phone right because who do you need to call right i mean you're you're 13 years old who the fuck do you need to call exactly exactly it's it's one of those and and how how do you handle this or how how do you plan on handling this situation well i'm just gonna be the bad guy you're not getting the phone i'm sorry you're not. I, I, I love what Shaquille O'Neal said, right? <laughs> to his kids. I, we're not rich. I'm rich. Exactly. This isn't our house. This is my house. I'll let you live. Right. As long as they're living, as long as they're using my money and living in my house, it's going to be my way because me and their mom have made this life and we're allowing them to be a part of it. We want them to be a part of it. We love them. But at the same time, you have to realize if you're, if you're a parent that one day it's just going to be you and your wife. Your kids are going to leave you one day. Right. And you have to keep that in mind. And well, does it, do you think it makes it a, a situation to where, for example, okay, and and you may feel a little differently about this, but, you know, if I have a daughter, sleepovers are not going to be allowed. If I have a son, it's going to be different, okay? Now, 
you you that's a dangerous thought right there too it is just so safe for boys it might be a little bit safer right it it, it, it's not a it's not a a a fact of I, i don't know it's such a weird weird situation like i said this would probably change when i get to that point but you know it's Men and and I I am I am a huge advocate for men and men's mental health, but you know as well as I do that there are some terrible people out there. There's a lot of terrible women, many terrible women as there is terrible men. If you don't like that fact, then you fuck off too, because that's the God's honest truth. Yes, it's true. So the I feel like, and and I'm stuttering on this because I want to get it right because this is a sensitive a sensitive topic, but I feel like. I would feel more comfortable knowing that I have a son out there that I know he can protect himself. I know my daughter can protect himself, but herself, but there's got to be that safety net of, I can see what you're doing. Like, uh, I don't know. It's such a sensitive topic. It's, it's not a trust thing for me. You know what I'm saying? It's a, don't get yourself in a bad situation. Exactly. And you know, men are manipulative. So are women. Oh, we're talking about men right now. I'm not going to continue going back and forth on that because I don't want to step um, over my own words. Say is that goes back to that risk thing, right? You don't want your kids to be miserable, but you want them to be safe. Mm-hmm. If it's an unnecessary risk, if you just let your kids go sleep over with whoever they want and you don't even really know the people, then I mean you're an idiot and you're asking for something bad to happen. Right. You know, but I think that it's 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 life, man. It's just you 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 come up against something, and you just hope and pray that you make the right decision when the time comes. The the scariest part about all of this is the reason you have these thoughts, and the reason we're talking about this is because we don't have a clue what the right thing to no. do is. You know, no, that's the scariest part about it is what if, we're what just, if I make the wrong decision? We're just trying to make it right. We're winging yeah. it. Just like see how much. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. No, I, it's going back to the, to the winging it thing. You know, it's, we're all just winging it all the time. It's, Have you ever thought that you're, you're, you're literally, in a meat-coated skeleton with a soul somewhere in it, traveling through a God-only-knows-how-big universe at fucking unbelievable speeds, and, like, all this shit's going on. I seen this meme that was like, the Earth is spinning so fast, then it's moving around the sun so fast, then the sun's moving around the universe so fast, then the universe is moving around. Like, we're going, I mean, it's like... What's the point? All the while we're all down yeah. here worried about who's got the best cell phone, who's got the nicest car, yeah, who's got you know. Are my kids going to be made fun of for not wearing designer jeans? Right, right. <laughs> you know, uh, there was there was a situation that happened recently, and if we don't like this, we can cut it out. But <clears throat> at a local school, um, a nine-year-old child who identifies as a dog a furry a furry was made fun of in a very mild manner from what's been told um and they removed the bully 
from that public school. Okay. They they expelled the kid from this county's public schools. Okay, how do you how do you teach what do you what do you teach that to your to your children? That's what I want to know. How do you what do you what's the right situation there? Can you answer that one for me? No, that's that's one of these mysteries. I I'm very tall. Yeah, and I don't. Going back I, to I, what I we said a minute ago, I don't give a fuck what you do. I don't give a fuck what you do. I, as long I don't care who you sleep with, as long as it's legal and consensual. I and don't care what you do in Olympia. That 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 is that's a, the big one. Add that one in there, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, hold on. We just lost like three. <laughs> Anybody that unsubscribes now, we're gonna know why. Like you're you're out there calling some fucking more. Yeah, like. <laughs> we don't want these motherfuckers are fouling the kind of life they're talking about. We don't want them listening to this anyway. Yeah. All right. You know what? That's fine. I draw the line there for Billy. That's where I draw the line. And if that's where you draw the line, you're a pretty tolerant. Yeah, I'm a tolerant dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a tolerant dude. I don't, I don't know. I, I I wonder about these parents. That's the thing that gets me, right? Like, if my daughter comes in, it's like. Dad, I think I'm a squirrel. I'm like, oh, do you? You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, you're a squirrel? Yeah, okay. Well, I thought first. Go out there. I'm up a tree and tell me you're a fucking squirrel. All right? So, I thought that, correct me if I'm wrong here, this is a weird conversation. I thought furries was very sex, a sexual thing. I didn't think children could, I thought furries was. This is my vision, okay? Furries were people that just dressed up like an animal, went out in the woods and fucked. Like, that's what and, I that's was. What I but that does that not? Do you not think that goes back to the social media? The bad side of social media is that's what furries were when we were. When I learned what a furry was, I'm like, ain't no way, I'm having sex with a chick dressed up like a cat. All right. Hopefully. Now opinions have right. changed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But that's that's the bad side of social media. Why should a third grader know what a furry is? I, I, I can't answer that, man. It's I, the bad I, side I, of social media. Children are sexualized way more now than than they ever have been, and it's a disgusting thing. You know what an MAP is? That's that's the new thing. No. Uh, if there's if 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 anybody knows an MAP, um, we need to take no 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 no. no, no. <laughs> we need to take these people out. What are we need they? to admire them? They are minor attracted uh, people. So they're fucking pedophiles. Pedophiles is what yeah. they are. Yeah. You know, I worked in a jail for a while. I know what happens to those people, so let's just let them go to jail. Yeah, I, I mean you. <laughs> I could I could go a different way here. My redneck side could come out, but you know, it, we'll, we'll we'll skip over you, this. You, you, you've been listening to too much Morgan Law. Uh, yeah, that me. I've been listening to Morgan Law. Yeah, too yeah. Uh, that maybe a lot of people. That's okay. I'm I'm okay with it. Poor, I, I love everybody. Well, I mean, not pedos, but right. necros. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, that's that seems to be where I draw the line. Yeah. Other than that, I love you. I might not agree with you. Well, but yeah. I love you. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I don't care. I, I have I have loved people 
that have way different opinions than what I was raised on. And I think that is, you know, that's where we can thank our parents a lot. Um, and they're probably going to hear this and they, I would say this to them. They have, they are very sad in their ways and the, yeah. the way that they think. And that's fine. Yeah. Most of the people around here are, but the one thing that they never done to us was force us to believe in one specific way for our entire lives. Yeah. Well, and you, you see that a lot, right? Like, if if you are going to live a certain lifestyle, whatever that lifestyle is, that should be your choice. It shouldn't be forced on you from your parents. Right. Right. I mean, if you're healthy and happy, and I think that that's that's what you should do. We're all just trying to make. We're all just winging it. Like that seems to be the theme of the thing. We're all just winging it. Who am I to say what makes somebody happy? Yeah. But I know what's right and wrong too when it comes to children. Oh, absolutely. Things like that. So I mean. I just uh, I don't see I don't see humans making it. I, I don't I don't see us I don't see us getting out of this thing alive. Burn this motherfucker to the ground. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be begging for absolution in the end anyway. That's true. That's true. Which brings up my next topic: Ghost released a full cover album. I know. Jesus, he knows me is still my favorite. But me and Matthew were talking about this, and I will air quote Matthew. And I agree with what Matthew said. This is a big change uh, from what we were just talking about to the next part of the show, which you is music. Ghost. Go listen. This is two episodes of the podcast pulp in a row that you've got that exact <laughs> recommendation. So if you haven't yet, you're missing out. Um, they covered Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, I heard it. Never was a big fan of that song. Matthew's exact words were, quote, Always hated that song, and for a band to be able to make me like it that much, that tells you how, how good it is. Yeah, you know, that tells you everything you need to know. It there's a lot going on in the ghost world, there's a whole lot going on in the ghost world. It's exciting. Um, so now that we're on the topic of music, would you like to? Give everybody a little bit of info about maybe your top five bands of all time. My top five bands of all time. Yes. Well, I do have a tattoo of one. Right. But uh, my top five bands of all time. This is going to be a little lesson in music history with Alex. Beautiful. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, music is subjective. It's art. It's whatever you like or whatever moves you. You moved me, baby. Um, <laughs> my top five bands. Metallica is uh, probably my favorite all-time band. I have a Metallica tattoo on my wrist. Mm -hmm. Actually, when I got that tattoo, that dude was like, you must really like Metallica. I'm like, you fucking skippy, my man. Who? You should have been like, who? That's <laughs> on the M on my Ghost, um, for people that, we've told this story before, but for people that don't know, Back in like 2010-ish, mm -hmm. um, I called you on the phone and I was like, I don't know why, but there's this band out right now called Ghost, and I think they're going to be something special. Yeah. And uh, Here we are 13 yeah, years yeah. later. Yeah. It's the uh, biggest Swedish band that's ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's probably one. Well, Ghost is probably three. Two's cool. Yeah. Tool, uh, Maynard 
James Keenan is probably my one of my favorite artists of all time. Did you see the thing that yeah, I that was you? wild? It was hilarious. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. He's a man. Yeah, he for those if you're wondering, um, that was Florida, right? Yeah, Rockville. Yeah, the 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 state of Florida banned drag. Um, if you're still wondering what that is? Drag shows. Dressing and dressing in drag, the state of Tennessee done it recently. Um, so Maynard James Keenan, the front man of Tool, puts some big old fake boobies in, puts a skirt on, lipstick on, like, massive, massive, fake massive. <laughs> you know, that's the first time I've seen him at the front of the stage in years. Yeah, I noticed that he wanted everybody, to yes, he did. Oh, and he has a point to make, he gets his point, he across. does, he does. Um, it, for people that, that, you know, Tool would be one, if you want to take a journey, like, really through your... Roll your doobie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do not partake, but yes, for those of you that are into that type of thing. Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, you want to take a journey with a band that'll take you places, and that's what music is all about. Like, you, I'm here, you make me go here. Right. right. Tool will do that for you where no other band can as much as Tool. Maybe the best lyricist of all time, yeah. as in words that can, just Although, like you said, completely move you. Ironically, not necessarily ironically, but do you know who, my, who I consider to be still, to this day, the best musician I've ever seen? Live? Uh-huh. Best musician live that I've ever seen. The most talented single musician. Oh, I know, I know, Who? I know. Because okay, let me let me put it this way. I bet you, I bet you're not. I bet you're thinking Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor's number two. Eddie Carey. Les Claypool. Oh my god. Promise, oh my is god. The, he is the single best musician for that one instrument to do that that I've ever seen. Yeah. Best best performer I've ever seen. Did you see the video I sent you of him playing Master of Puppets uh, on I the did. bass? I did. What, what Les Claypool can do is it's, unreal. It's, it's not I'll never forget Parent, your wife, while Primus was on stage. It was so hot that day. She was oh, so man. pregnant that day. <laughs> and we're in the middle of nine million people and Primus is on stage. My name is Mud. And I'll just the look on her face. She was like, Jesus Christ, please come back now and get me yeah, out of this. Get me out of this. Uh, so two, two is cool. Three is ghost. Uh, four is actually Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Um, I've always loved Nine Inch Nails, but I have never appreciated them as much as I do now. Until we've seen and them. Every song. Every single song. I, I tried to explain this to Matthew um, and now that we have another eyewitness here, you can back me up on this. It was absolutely incredible when the performance, not only the rest of the band, because they were one of the best drummers. Danny Carey's the best drummer I've ever seen live. Yes. But he's number two. Yeah. The rest of the band was incredible, but what got my attention the most and what I stayed focused on the longest was Trent Reznor. Oh, yeah. He was unbelievable. It is that is the best show I've ever been to. Yeah, if you, if you can go, and I know Nine Inch Nails doesn't play a whole lot anymore as much as they, they used to, maybe they'll go on a big tour. But if you can go see one show, one 
And this is coming from somebody and two people that have seen a lot. We'll get into that. Of bands. Okay. I mean, a lot. We know what we're talking about. Some of the biggest bands in the world. The ever. Ever, okay. But go see Nine Inch Nails. You Just have to. do it. You have to see two. And too. they have two set lists that they play. And either one of them, you're going to be blown away. The one that we seen, the one that we seen. Can you actually pull that set list up? Yeah, really I can. quick. Oh, while I'm doing that, I'll, I'll tell you my, my fifth band. Can you guess what my fifth band is? <laughs> Let's see. We've got Metallica off the board. We've got Tool off the board. We've Ghost. got Ghost off the board. We've got Nine Inch Nails off the board. Mm-hmm. And at five. Let's see how well I know you. There's a couple bands that are coming to mind, and there's a couple of them that are a little bit off the wall. But just because I I, I think I know you, and you know, like you understand the quality of music that this band has put out since the late '80s. Am I in the right yeah. era? Mm-hmm. Um, late '80s, early '90s. Is this band's lead singer dead now? No, he's still alive. No, I was going to say Alice in Chains. That's sick. That's, That's six. six. Okay. It literally comes down to this one. That, that was five and six. Like, they're, they're right there. I got to go with Pearl Jam. It's five. Pearl Jam. Yeah. yeah. Pearl Jam. And, and again, I don't agree with Eddie, everything Eddie Vedder says. He gets really annoying with his virtue signaling sometimes. But I, it's the same with Stephen King. Like, I love him. Right. I wish they'd shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. But I love him. Yeah. Right. Pearl Jam is amazing. I've seen, obviously, I've seen every one of these bands multiple. Well, most of them, most multiple of them, most of them multiple times. Uh, but you know, it, Pearl Jam still got man. I mean, that MTV unplugged. I just told you the other day. This is this is how you know you got a good band. Did you ever listen to Ocean? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like I've heard that song bunches of times and. It never, it never moved me. It never affected me. The one day I'm at work, I got my headset on, just jamming. It comes on, and I'm like, "This is beautiful. Yeah. This is fucking beautiful." Like he's talking about surfing. He's talking about being out in the ocean and, and the waves, but it's life. He's talking about life too. It's right. like beautiful. See somebody, you know, staying within their top five. Back to Maynard James Keenan is. That's what he is so good at. He predicts he very. It's very odd how like the things that he can do. And, and me and Matthew talked about this in the first episode of podcast poll. Um, um, I, I just drew a blank. What's the name of their most recent album? Fear Inoculum. Fear Inoculum. We we won't know what Fear Inoculum is all about for a long, long time. Ten or fifteen years. It's so their music has always been so far ahead of their time, and I would like to take a minute to break down these top five bands because these are five bands that everybody should know. Everybody, if you like rock music, if you don't like rock well, music, let, let's go into that. But before we do, did did I leave anybody out? No, I, I can't. I can't argue there. I mean, a lot of people probably will. A lot of people, but, and that's what's beautiful about music. Right, right. I mean, I'm not even talking about bands that I think changed music because that's these all bands did in their own respective ways. But it's like these are the bands that move me. Mm-hmm. These are the bands that that are my when I'm having a bad day, when I'm having a good day, when I'm having a, a, a whatever whatever emotion I'm going through. These guys have always been there for me, right? And that's what it's all about. 
and these 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 all all five of these bands are also pretty much make up my top five. I would have to think about it for a minute. But yeah. going off of what you just said, these are bands that you know, you, you ever listen to a Pearl Jam song and you're just like, fuck Eddie wrote this song to me. Yeah. Like oh. Eddie Eddie wrote this song knowing that 30 years later I'm gonna be listening to it and having a shitty day and I'm gonna fucking ball my eyes out in the middle of traffic. You tell me that you hear corduroy and oh, you don't scream until you fucking go hoarse because absolutely. I, that build oh, yeah. that build up and it takes like a minute to get there, you know. By the time that by the time that fucking case it's like, oh, and they play that live when we seen them. Oh my god. I get deals now just thinking about it. I'm I'm not even gonna lie. That that and thank you again for that. That was my birthday gift. He took me to see Pearl Jam for my birthday. It was a selfish gift. I was like, I'm going, and I'm not going alone. So, you know, and I mean, Tara doesn't, you know, we, she don't like, she likes a lot. I mean, she's a bigger Allison Chains fan than I am. Yeah. That, that's another band that we could talk about for hours, too. And it's a band that we've seen multiple times. And we were just talking about them the other day. Remember, I called you and I was singing Grind? Yeah. And I, I'm like, you know, it, it's a band that, and, you know, since Lane Staley died, Jerry Cantrell has taken over the songwriting. But there hasn't been a beat well, missed. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry wrote a lot wrote, of the most famous. He wrote Rooster, Wood. Lane wrote my personal favorite Alice in Chains songs. He right. wrote Wood. No, Lane wrote Wood. Lane wrote, okay. So okay. Lane wrote Wood. Lane wrote uh, most of your really deeply, like, emotional Alice in Chains songs were from Lane. Right. Have you ever listened to a song by, it was writ, wrote by Lane Staley is on maybe their first album. It's called We Die Young. Oh, God. And we, yeah. The lyrics to that song, it's yeah. like Junkhead. Have you ever listened to Junkhead oh, yeah. by Alice yeah. in Chains? That is Lane Staley begging for help. I know. They're in their first album. Well, and, and I, want you to, I want you to think about like, like, uh, oh, God, I, I can't, uh, I just, I lost it. They've done it on MTV Live. This episode of the Foul Language Podcast is brought to you by Blowout Cards. Guys, this card shop is incredible. If you're into trading cards, sports cards, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, garbage pail kids, it doesn't matter what you like. Check out blowoutcards.com for all of your trading card needs. So you, you take like that song Nutshell and especially on the MTV Live, when he was so messed up, yeah, and so tormented, that'll make you cry. He yeah. was begging for anybody, and maybe we obviously didn't know him, and he had a very bad problem. But it was almost like he was just begging for anybody to give a fuck, yep. for anybody to care. Yep. And I'm sure his bandmates and his family did, and he pushed them away because that's what drug abusers do. I mean, they, they alienate themselves and it's them and their habit against the world. And, and then you look at, he, he, you know, he was dead for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Have you nobody, ever seen the, the, the last, the last known photo? It looked like a completely different, it looked like a ghost. You could almost see through his skin. And it's dead. He was, he was dead. I mean, he was already dead. Oh, yeah, that's that's was way that you can see a corpse. I mean, he was a corpse, right? I mean, it, it was so sad. <coughs> and, 
and you know, well, on a, on a happier, let's let's go to the happier version of this. So, I'm gonna go on the nine inch nails here. For yes, that set list. This is the set list. list that we seen when we saw them. We seen them at Louder Than Life. You tell me if there's Louder. one bad song. On this, oh, I already okay? know there was. <laughs> there was twenty. Twenty three songs. Okay, Mister Self Destruct. One of my favorites. Open up with Mr. Self Destruct too. Unbelievable. Wish. Un unbelievable. I freaked out when they played uh, Wish. Last. This one, the girls love. Go like this. March of the Pig. Oh, that's a great I love that. And they love it. And then it stops, right? Yeah. It stops. And then they freeze. And then, <laughs> and then they start. They start <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Then uh, Piggy, the lover. Sanctified. Do you remember that version of Sanctified? Yes. Oh my gosh. Heresy. That's yeah. a good one. Wow. <laughs> the Becoming. Closer. Or Closer, I'm sorry. Burn Ahead of Ourselves. God Break Down the Door. That was beautiful. Unreal. Reptile. Love it. Copy of. Copy of. Copy of. Yeah. Copy of. Unreal. Uh, survivalism. Suck, which is a pig face cover. The Perfect Drug. I'm Afraid of Americans. Gave up. That and was that one. When the, I had never heard that, I like I you did. You know. did, and I told you. Yeah, I told you. You know, Trent Reznor wrote that song for David Bowie, and he's also let them know. Go watch the music video, American Johnny. That's tormenting David Bowie, like falling everywhere. That is Trent Reznor. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so that song, I bet I've listened to that song since we seen Nine Inch Nails somewhere between nine and ten thousand times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gave up the last three. The hand that feeds had like a hole in her. Now I'm gonna say this, and I, I'm I am man enough to admit it. I cried. Oh, I did too. I hurt. I cried. I did too. I cried. The I don't last, know how anybody didn't cry. I don't either. The last, it was so emotional at the end, and it's like, it just it was unbelievable. It was. It was. It was. And you, you can't say enough about Trent Reznor as a performer. The dude played what seven different instruments on stage. Yeah, played saxophone. Yeah. Piano and sounded like it was a recording. Yeah, he sounded as good live as he does yeah. on an album, if not better. There's a couple bands that are like that too. I know we keep going back to Tool. Tool's one of those bands. I swear Tool's better live than they are on that. Tool's like that, right? I mean, take Pearl Jam, who was number five. It was amazing, but Eddie don't have as much as he used to right. in the night. Took him and four or five songs. He, got one he started dancing. Yeah, he started dancing. But yeah, I mean, Metallica, they don't sound as good live. There's been a couple of songs when we heard Wherever I May Run the second time we've seen them. Yes. And Master Matthew, of Puppets. Matthew, the first I remember time. Matthew, we're in Charlotte. I don't know if he'll talk about this already or not, but it was Wherever I May Run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we had already seen them and we, we had saw pretty much the whole show until that song. And they and, were touring when we seen them the first time Hardwired had just came out. Yeah. So they were touring for Hardwired and they didn't play a lot of the old stuff. Yeah. And then wherever I may run to, I thought Matthew was like gonna have to bend over and pick up his shit out of the floor, man. Like I, I really thought he was gonna die. Like you remember when we saw Metallica the second time, the dude that was sitting down in front of us that was just tripping was, his yeah, balls he was, off. He that was, dude. Uh, he drank probably what five gallons of water that yeah, night. He, he was on, I don't know if it was ecstasy or what he was on. Do you remember this too? I'll tell y'all a funny story. Uh, I got. Foo Fighters. We were seeing the Foo Fighters that day, and I got slightly inebriated. Slightly is not the word. 
And so I had an episode and I threw up and, you know, and uh, my fuck boy here. Fuck the bird. Yeah, I tried to fuck the bird. Painting. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a real <laughs> little rough. <laughs> Uh, so me and Austin are sitting, sitting like down out, out in the, the hallway there. And this dude just comes up to his friend. It's like, what was it? He offered to buy? He's like, you guys want to buy some? So you got to get a visual of this. Imagine this. We're sitting in this corridor, like right below the concession stands. There's a breezeway to our left and a breezeway to our right. This dude, just short, short cowboy hat on, no shirt, comes walking through, passes us. Spins 360 on one foot, gets his finger guns, and goes, You guys want to buy some LSD? <laughs> and you were like, No, man, I'm good. Like, he had to have seen the look on your face. Like, I've drank enough today to kill an elephant. <laughs> so, shout out to Matthew, too, because Matthew's yeah, the guy that was. Oh, he's drunk. Matthew takes. Oh, yeah. And see, the, the thing about Matthew is, is Matthew can drink so much that. Like, you could be absolutely shit hammered, yeah. and Matthew can be drunk, but still be like, all right, this is not good. Matthew keeps the world yeah, head, no matter what's does. going on. But if that man gets to the point where he blacks out, it is not fun. Saved his life one night. He got alcohol poisoning that night. <laughs> so, while we're on the topic of music, do you want to tell him about our Knoxville experience with Black I would, I would love to. I would love to. Tell them that story. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to set the scene and you come in with it. Okay? So, uh, local, we're not, we're about what, an hour and a half, two people, hours from here. People might know. Whitechapel, fantastic. Very what hardcore. are they? Deathcore? Deathcore, yeah. Deathcore. They scream, you know, the God rolls deep. If it's not to your taste, that's understandable. Yeah. But so um, they put on a charity event um, in Knoxville, which is where they're from. Every year uh, around Christmas time, I don't. What does that go to? It goes to benefit children or something. Children's though. Hospital. It's, really cool. it's at like, the Melon Mine. Yes, yeah, Melon. Mine. Great, great Very venue. Good venue yeah. um, we get there early. Um, we went at Cheesecake Factory. Oh, it's fantastic! Night, having a great night, time. Having a great time. We get there early. We are on the rail. Like, Close as you can get. Dead center on the rail. Like, and then. I think what happened was I had already had a kidney stone, and we were so close, and the speakers were right there. I right? saw the guild shout out Mark Welker's lead singer. The yeah, it's very good man. This kidney stone was fucking. If you've ever had a kidney stone, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is a pain like no other, and it hit me. And man, I I went out to your truck and laid out there and was like writhing in pain for you you was in there i watched the whole almost the whole second band yeah the rest of the guild you left about halfway in the guild i watched the rest of them and almost all of the second band there's only three bands we were like 12 minutes away seeing like (laughs) i like man i gotta go to the emergency room i'm dying i'm dying People, I threw up. Everybody was looking at me like it, it was so much pain. I threw up. Some dude walking down the street. That's that dude we saw in Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> he throws that fire. He fucking up where he goes. So you take me to an emergency room. You know, it is a uh, interesting part of Knoxville, to mm-hmm. say the least. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, why don't you tell them about what we saw? So if you're familiar with Knoxville, you know the Cherry Street area. <laughs> Very widely known. It's where you go find hookers if you're interested in hookers. <laughs> Knoxville hookers, not that I have any experience, I just wouldn't recommend, right? So we show up to this emergency room, almost get crackhead at the door. You remember <laughs> that? Remember. He was about to beat the shit out of his wife. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, that? I remember. So yeah. about getting a fight with crackhead at the door. I drop him off. He goes in, goes back. I come in. I call mom and Sarah, let them know what's going on. So I go in and we sit there and we wait. And we wait and we wait and we wait. We got there at what, like 9, 15, 9, 30 yeah. at night? Yeah. We left this hospital at like 4.30 the next morning. So that's a big jump. I would like to tell you what happens between 9.30 and 4.30. So stick with me here. He goes back and he gets his test done and, you know, everything that they do. He comes back out and we're sitting in the waiting room just waiting to hear something. Yeah. And... There's some characters that come in and out of that place. There's there's people walk in covered in red clay mud. Mind you, we're in the middle of downtown Knoxville. Okay, like covered head head to toe. It in the floor. It was on seats. Yeah, everywhere. So they're cooked out of their mind. Okay, there's people coming in. There's people farting. There's all kinds of stuff going on. That's not even the most interesting part, which I'm about to get to. So we find out that this must be a homeless camp. Right, because there's a lot of bums coming in and out of that place. One in particular decides that that's where he's making his home for the night. So he comes in, he goes back to the back, but not the far back where nobody can see him. He's still kind of out in the middle of everything, right out in the middle of the waiting room. He whips out his blanket, gets himself all comfortable, kicks his shoes off, and starts beating his dick like he owed him money okay i'm talking out in the middle god and everybody seen this okay and he rubs one out gets his nut and within three minutes is snoring yeah cleans himself off off with a tissue goes to bed and it was about that time we started saying we got to get the fuck out of here (laughs) and maybe 30 minutes later they come back out and tell you yeah you Passed the kidney stone, or did you even pass it there? I didn't pass it there. Passed it the next day or something when we got back home. So all within eight hours, we went from having a fantastic brother's trip, eating Cheesecake Factory, drinking beer, went to the mall, front row for one of our favorite bands, to watching a homeless dude jerk off in the middle of the emergency room. What was weird about like the nurses and doctors were just like, oh, that's just crazy. Yeah, he's, he's he was here last night too. <laughs> He'll finish it. Yeah. Just don't pay him any money. Just kick him off. <laughs> just don't make eye contact. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, you know, concerts have always been one of those things that, well, since I was nine six. Six. I was 14 years old when we went to our first festival together. And th- think about this. Think about this. Think of who headlined that first festival we seen. Oh, well, I mean, like that was Godsmack, Avenged Sevenfold. Still have never seen Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> we've, how many concerts have we been to that they have played at? A lot. We specifically do not watch them. 
we don't know why we see we love we loved Avenged Sevenfold when we went the first time, but yeah. we literally it was our first festival experience. The grounds were way too small. Yeah, way too many people. There was like it, it held what thirty thousand, and I yeah. think eighty thousand showed oh, up, something yeah. like that, or sixty thousand. Yeah. So it was way way too packed in there. From the rail, and when I say we were up there, we're like the rail and, you know, four or five rows of humans back, Yeah. right? So we're standing there for 17, 18 yeah. hours in one spot. Yeah. I think it was 17 hours. <clears throat> in one spot. Yeah. Y'all seen a dude uh, crowd surfing in a gas mask? Well, that was wild. Man. The yeah. was that, man. I, I think, you know, while we're talking about bands that we've seen and everything aside from those shows that we just talked about aside from seeing metallica tool slipknot pearl jam nine inch nails what's the one show that sticks out to you the most or the one specific moment that sticks out to you the most and all the shows we've seen we saw a lot of cool stuff man um that's tough i mean to narrow it down to one moment Seeing the offspring for the first time was awesome. It was awesome. That was the most party atmosphere at a metal show I've ever seen. It was so much fun. Everybody in that whole place. That was the Metallica year too. So there was a hundred thousand people there. Yeah. That whole place was partying there, and it was so much fun. And then another one that I think about was seeing Parkway Drive for the first time. How they were. It like it sucked the atmosphere. They were so heavy and so good. You could like feel your harder for you to breathe. They they drew the were. energy out and like they turned it into anger and sent yeah. it back yeah. into the crowd. Yeah. You know? It was like it got colder. Yeah. Like, you know, it just it was it was insane. One moment that sticks out to me is when we saw Gojira the first time and their guitarists, they, they have these yeah. very intricate pyro on their stage, and he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Dude gets blasted in the face with a fireball, okay, yeah. straight to his face. He ended up with what, second degree burns on his face. So he gets shot in the face with his fireball, leaves the stage, and goes backstage to get bandaged and, and, and fixed up by a doctor. Whole time he never stopped playing. He's right. in the middle of a solo yeah. backstage. Never misses a beat. Come back. They finish the song, and he finishes the set. Yeah, yeah. it was insane. It, it will tell people. You know, we've said some smaller bands, but you know, people might be interested in some of the ones that we've actually seen that are huge. I mean, we can go down the list, right? I mean, we've seen System of a Down. We've seen Metallica. We've seen Slipknot. We've seen Guns and Roses. We've seen Kiss. We've seen Help me out here. Alice Cooper. Alice Rob Cooper. Zombie. Rob Zombie. Um, uh, <laughs> there's been so many, it's hard to remember yeah. all the headliners. Tool, System of Down, A Perfect Circle, yeah. Pearl Jam, Nine Inch Nails, Metallica, The Red Offspring, Hot Red Hot Chili Peppers, Kiss, Rob Zombie, um, uh, Sub, uh, um, not Sublime, the band we saw last year that was so good, played in the middle of the day. Nice to know. Incubus. Incubus. We've seen Incubus. Um, Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots. Mastodon. Alice in Chains. Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen 
and that's that's the big band. I mean, we've we've seen bands that are are oh, we've seen Highly Suspect. We've seen bands that are now extremely popular. Remember when we seen a Pretty Reckless for the first time? They oh, had yeah. just came out. Yeah, they were coat on and jelly roll. Right. 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 Uh, the first time we saw Jelly Roll, he was nobody. Right. We, we've seen uh, now very obscure bands that, you know, these might hit with an older generation, if we have an older generation that listened to us. Um, uh, body Count. We've yeah. seen Body Count. Yeah. Um, I got pointed out by Ice-T. Yeah. A white motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've seen Promise. We've seen... We were... Six days away from seeing Soundgarden when yeah, Chris know. Cornell. I don't, don't want to go. That was that was terrible, and that was uh, see they were touring with the Pretty Reckless yeah. when he killed Remember himself. Remember seeing her? How and that was yeah was. that was the second time we had seen them, and they had to carry her off stage. She was just destroyed. Yeah, like she was yeah. Um, you know we've seen uh. Black Label Society and Zach Sabbath, which is Zach Wilde's Black Sabbath cover band. Yeah. I got kicked in the head about 60 times there. And that was the most crowd surfers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> More than highly suspect. More than highly suspect. Uh, let, me tell you, real let me tell you where I was at because the crowd came in so fast for that show that you got pushed up. Yeah. Like half closer than where we were standing, and I was me and Wayne were almost at the front. Yeah, like we were. We ended up because I remember Ashley was didn't want to go, didn't want to get too close because it was her first show, and I understand that. I said, I think we'll be okay here. So the crowd surface should start in front of us. Yeah, but no, no. Well, it it didn't work out for. Her. Let me <laughs> let me tell this story real quick because this is. Honestly, out of all the shows that I've been to, this was one of like the. It's just that experience where like your your fight or flight kicked in, yeah. and I was like, I don't. I'm like, what do I do here? Okay, so the space that we were at, we were we were in a really good spot. We could see really well, and then people just kept flooding in and coming yeah. in and coming in and coming in. They play, they played at like what five o'clock that day or I something. It was, yeah. So <clears throat> you all get pushed up. Me and Ashley kind of stand our ground to stay back so they play a couple songs some good songs i think they played wolf and um viper uh, strike viper strike and maybe bath salts i think there's bath salts yeah so uh this dude pushes his way up and i help him pick his girlfriend up his wife she wanted the crowd sir so we pick her up she goes on and I look at him, and I'm like, "You want me to? You want me to pick you up? Like, do you want to go? Because yeah. you know that's that's etiquette. Right. If people want to crowd surf. I have no problem with it. No, if you're down there, that's what you just right. Do. And, I don't get people don't, getting mad. Don't, about. don't crowd surf. No, no offense. I'm over 200 pounds. Don't crowd surf if you're over 200 pounds. Yeah. That's just festival etiquette, yeah. right? So nobody wants to hold your fat ass up. That's basically <laughs> what I'm saying. No, so I, I asked him, I'm like, you want to go up? You want to go? And he's like, no, nah, not during this bullshit. And I'm like, you're jamming, dude. Like, you're having fun. I'm like, what are you talking about? So they talk in between. Uh, remember they done that sound thing in between songs, yeah. with the frequencies and stuff. So they're doing that. And then all of a sudden they break into My Name is Human. And he didn't get that first note out of that amp. And that dude started bumping me, going back and forth. Trying to open up a pit. Try yeah. just push him back just a little bit. Just barely. 
And it's like as soon as my hand left his shoulder, this circle pit opens up. And me and Ashley are directly in the middle. We started it, but it started on us. She's never been a part of anything like this, okay? So this massive circle pit opens up. And I'm like, oh, I back up to the wall and I'm pushing Ashley behind me. And I'm like, just stay behind me. You'll be fine. I'll, I'll protect you, whatever. I'm pushing yeah. people off. So this woman comes crowd surf. She doesn't see the mosh pit. Yeah. She comes crowd surfing. I turn around and I'm like, no, send her the other way. They drop her on her head, dude. Yeah. You remember her eyes filled up with blood. Yeah. They're, like she were knocked out. It was messed up because. We were trying, we were so close because of that woman. We've never talked about this. We were so close. I was trying to get Johnny to stop. Yeah, we were throwing up the and, and he wasn't seeing it. It wasn't his fault. I mean, I'm sure if you're up there, he's, you know, he just sees the big right. crowd moving. And then, you know, the paramedics were trying to get in there to her and, and they couldn't get in because he was still playing because he didn't know this had happened. We ended up crowd surfing yeah, her out of yeah. there. I bet you during during Holly Suspect, me and Wayne probably sent up probably two hundred crowd surfers. And y'all were five, six rows of humans back yeah. from the rail, which is dumb. Don't do that either. Yeah. You know, there's there's a perfect area if you're if you're maybe planning on going to one of these festivals. There's a lot of good lineups this year. Yeah. A lot of great lineups. If you're planning on going to one of these festivals and you want to have fun, go have be fun. Be smart about it. But be smart about it. It's like I told Wayne because he had never been a part of that either and he was worried about touching someone in an inappropriate area and i said wayne like if you drop them you're six foot tall that's six foot like don't grab them don't be a dick don't be a douche right i've but, seen it yeah we've seen it and those guys i've seen people get the shit beat out of which is rightfully so very but i'm like wayne dude if somebody's coming you gotta hold them up like you, you just you know you gotta don't just don't grab them. But if something accidentally happens, like you're you're protecting them. Right. Something happened, but it, it got real. And then I think he had it. I'm realistic. I think this is funny. But remember, I kept on. I had the itch, man. Yeah. Slipknot come on. Yeah. I'm like, we can get up there. And y'all got to that point, like, all right, we're gonna stop right here. And I'm like, you want to get a little closer? He's like, yeah, we'll go. Like <laughs> you can see it in his face, yeah. though. He was like, I want to. But dealing with the Slipknot crowd is different, man. I'm telling you, those, God love them. We love the maggots. We're all maggots around here. But there are some maggots that are crazy. And the reason, I'll tell you this, the reason I didn't want to go up, I would have went up. If it was just me and you and Wayne, I'd have been up there. Yeah. I'd have kept plushing, yeah. right, because it's a Slipknot show. First time I'd ever seen them, they were incredible. Um, but I knew that if we got up there, it was going to be worse than highly suspect. You've got our Aunt Missy, who loves music as much as we do. She's been going to festivals with us for 20 years now. Yeah. You know, she is a lot of the reason why we love this type of music, yeah. but she does not do well in crowds, no. to say the least. No. <laughs> so, does not so I'm like, which is funny, right? Yeah. And she loves it. She loves it. <laughs> she loves it. She loves yeah, yeah. Like, damn it, why am I doing this to myself? No, so y'all go up. And I'm like, I think we're gonna go back here. I'll take one for the team. Ashley's a little scared. I know Missy does not want to go up there, but you know as well as I do. If I'd been like, yeah, let's go, 
he's been right up there. He's been right up there. So we we push our way back a little bit. I find the spot where it's a little bit elevated. So I can see the stage perfectly. I'm like, I'm gonna have this beer. I'm gonna fucking jam out to some Slipknot. And it starts raining. Do you remember this? I remember. And I'm like, this crowd is wild. Yeah. You know, there's certain bands that attract a certain crowd, and Slipknot. Well, are rough. They are rough. They're known to be rough. Well, I'm one. I, yeah. And you get in that moment and get a little amped up, get the get the juices. Well, CMFT and, on the stage. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's crazy. So it starts raining, and you remember the feeling, the the angst and the anger that was building when we thought Metallica was going to get rained out. Uh-huh. Did you feel that? See, I didn't experience that much because I think that we were so close, it didn't matter. Yeah. We weren't leaving. We couldn't leave. We couldn't been out. Yeah, you we, been we were, we're here. I mean, it was almost like a non-issue. Once, you know, I highly recommend that you go see live music. Absolutely. Whatever whatever music you like. Absolutely. Go support your band. Go because that's how they make their money. Because Spotify, we love Spotify. They take a lot of their money. Apple takes a lot of their money. I mean, this is how they make off their products, their their merchandise and things. Mm-hmm. So, go support. Okay, but also know the situation that you're getting into before you go. Right. Because you know, we didn't know as much. I think we knew. The very first time we went, but we didn't know it was going to be like that. Right. And so another thing we go right into, you know, because the thing that Woodstock 99, that shit really happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, what was Travis Scott, right? Yeah. Those people died. That mm-hmm. shit really yes, happens. Yes. And you don't know, that crowd becomes like a living thing. It's, it is made of living but it becomes it's almost like it's almost alive when itself. You're, when you're in there, you move as one. Yeah. All 50,000 yeah. people now move as one. Give you an example. What was that? Ghost Man? Ghost Man? Terrible. Don't go see Ghost Man. So me and Wayne up really close to that. I don't remember why. Because I didn't care. Because those douchebags kept pushing us forward trying to get up farther. Well, it, it, it smelled so bad. Where deodorant? Where deodorant, yeah. Definitely. You don't, it, it's like you get a dollar tree. It's worse than the other. Uh, but during that one, it got everybody pushing and pushing and pushing so heavily towards the, the rail. And they he had to stop and shut. Mm-hmm. And it's like, y'all have to take a step back. Remember, he didn't want to. It was a dick move. Like, yeah. this is serious. People can get killed. Oh, yeah. Because you can feel it. Like, you're getting pushing out. There was this lady that was standing beside me during that. And she actually told me, like, you're the nicest person I've ever met at one of these things because she's a little old. And I'm trying to protect her. I'm trying to keep people off of her. And I'm doing a shitty job of it. But I'm trying my best to keep this little woman, she's probably my age, from getting crushed. Well, think you got 30,000 people behind you pushing forward. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, So, I mean, it's it's interesting. I, I love it. I, I do too. I, I, keep, I say every year, it's like, I'm getting too old. I'm like Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. I'm too old for this shit, man. You know, but like, what was ironic? Danny Glover was only like 40 and Lethal Weapon. Was he really? He was really? Like, too old for this. Like, come on. But, you know, it's, uh, it, it's uh, go, go spend the money. It's expensive. It's exhausting. Go, just go fucking do 
It's and, and you know, we we've been doing this long enough that you know three day festivals were wild when yeah. we started going, and yeah. now it's like if it's not a four day festival, the, the first one we saw was one day. Yeah, one day. Yeah, one day. Sixty some bands. Yeah, yeah. eighteen hours yeah. standing in one spot, dude. I. That's why. That's why I like. Um, it's the one thing that Sonic Temple has over Louder Than Life. Now, what I did like about Louder Than Life is once you get out of the crowd, there's so much room there. Yeah, you're not crowded you when you're. Down. Yeah, you're not crowded when you're yeah. away from the show. Yeah. So, I, I like that better. But definitely, definitely do it. I, it doesn't matter what you what music you listen to. Going back to crowds, talking about different types of music. You know, I seen Co Wetzel. In Knoxville uh, last year, last April, and that crowd was probably the worst crowd I've ever been a part of. Yeah, rough, like, rough, just party, party animals. Everybody was hammered, drunk. There was fights. People were throwing full beer cans through the crowd. Yeah, some woman right beside me got hit in the back of the head with a full beer can. Like that could hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't be a dick, right? Like, just wear the odor. Try to be respectful. Get wild. Get crazy. Yeah. But, you know. Dress up, too. Dress like, up. wear something funny. Ironically, all the shirts and shit that we got. Why does my Britney Spears shirt? I don't know. Do you remember when we the met? Most respect. Yeah, it does. When we met Papa Roach, do you remember the part? Every, from Jacoby all the way down the line, every one of them. I, you were wearing Celine Dion. Celine Dion, and I was wearing Elton John. Elton John, yeah. right? We're at a metal festival. I mean, like, Neil Spencer Gage is on stage behind us, right? So we walk through, and we're meeting Bob Roach. Have you ever seen Bob Roach? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, we've seen him like 22 years. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're meeting Bob Roach. Good Great. Yeah. Awesome to talk to, you know, down to earth, and we're, we're going thin. Every one of them's like they look at look at Alex, and they're like, "Celine Dion, killer shirt, man." So we're we're talking. I think it was the drummer or something walked up to him and he looked at you, and he's like, "And I will always love you." That's right. <laughs> now, it, you you look at, and if if you're a metal fan and you're hesitating because of the crowd, you know. There are a lot of rough people that go to these things, but that's just looks. Everybody there wants to take care of everybody. It's it's it's, it's the, the closest off. thing to world peace for an entire weekend that oh, you I will agree. ever see. That, that's the truth. People from all walks of life, different backgrounds, and they come together because they love music and they want to be there to experience something, to share a moment of their life with these people because yeah. that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're taking a little bit of this crazy thing called life and you're sharing it with somebody that you love and you never even met them before yeah. but you love them. Yeah. yeah. It's uh we go on for hours about this. Um you know what we should do we go we're going to see Green Day, which let's go ahead and do that. We'll go ahead and say that uh, foul language will be out louder than life. Yes. And um we, if, if anybody does listen to this and you're there, you know, come find us. We'll take Absolutely. a photo together. And, Absolutely. Uh, listen to some music. Drink some beers. Absolutely. Drink some brews. Indeed. Listen to some brain stew. Oh, dude, I am so excited. You know who I have gotten 
very into recently since this lineup came out that I am pumped to see. Who? Turnstile. Oh, we've seen Turnstile. Yeah. You know, we've, we've seen them when they were a baby back yeah. in like 2017, I think. First year we went to Rock on the Range. Yeah. They were there on the smallest stage. Yeah. They're playing on the Tonight Show now. Like I know. Their, their music is incredible. This is a very punk rock centered festival. Yeah. I'm here for it because yeah. the older I get, the more I love punk rock. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm ready to. I'm, I was still like just killers. I would too. That would, cool. that would be fun. It's Mr. Brightside. That that place is going to explode. Could you imagine how loud people are going to be screaming uh, that song? I would be. Yeah. And, and I, I I place no judgment. This is a judgment free zone. We're like uh, Planet Fitness. Yeah. Um. But Jesus is in there sitting off the lunch <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> No, what, and, and I, I don't want anybody to think that I am downing this person because I'm not. Like I said, go see whoever you like. You like the type of music you like. What I want to talk about is the ticket problem. People pay $5,000 for a ticket to go see Taylor Swift in Nashville. Well, I, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a Taylor Swift. Not a Swifty. I'm not a Swifty, but. I don't know that that was necessarily her fault. It wasn't. That's that's the point. I'm I'm not and if, saying if her. everybody banded together, it's just like we're not doing it. And I priced Aerosmith tickets in Knoxville. I like Aerosmith. I do. Okay, but I'm not paying twelve hundred dollars for one ticket to go see Aerosmith for shitty seats in Thompson Bowling Arena. I'm mm-hmm. not doing it. I told you the other day too. I, I would rather see the Black Crows who are opening. To Smith than I would yeah. see Aerosmith personally. But that that kind of thing is like <coughs> we all band together and it's like we're not we're not paying this. We're not doing it. Whether you can afford it or not, like I'm not doing that. And you know, it was like Kobe Bryant, you know, reason he played through pain and injuries and everything and when he probably shouldn't have been, he's like that guy that spent every last time to come watch Kobe Bryant play, I owe it to that guy to be out there. And these people, yes, they want to make money, and they should make money because they're offering something. But at the same time, everybody should be able to go see it. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, one thing that I have to commend Taylor Swift for is, you know, it came an absolute downpour during that show when she played Nissan Stadium, and she played for four hours through every bit of it. I heard it was a lot. Oh, every I'm not like I'm, I'm like you. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. It's just not my style of music, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. But everything that I've ever heard about one of her shows, if you're a Taylor Swift fan, it's like a total experience. It's yeah. insane from what I hear. But you know, you talked you talk about a lot of music. We talked about a lot of things. Talked about Seinfeld. Talked about life. I think this has been a good episode. I enjoyed it. I did too. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out the lovely people who helped bring this show to you, Shank at Golf. Don't forget to check out Spotify for podcasters. Uh, if you're interested in making a podcast, it's super easy. You can do better than us. Free, no minimum listenership now to, to make money off of it. So, you know, why not? Do it. Why not? Go listen to the music. Go watch Seinfeld. Go listen to Ghost. Just just go live your life. We love you all. Peace out.